Hi, Jill Jason. What are you doing this <laughs> Hi, morning? Hi, Red Palmer. All right. Where are you geographically? I'm in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. 203 Where area code. Freezing. Where it's freezing. What's the temperature today? <laughs> oh, it was 20 degrees when I woke up this morning. <laughs> So enjoy the warmth. I hope yeah. all of your listeners are enjoying the warmth. <laughs> do, do, you get, do you get down here often? or? Uh... Actually, both of my daughters relocated to Florida in the last few months. Where are they? I will be. I will be. Um, one is in uh, Sarasota and one is in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> oh, opposite ends. Yeah, I was just over on the West Coast uh, yesterday. Beautiful sunsets, but... It's a uh, very, uh, very a lot of traffic over there. Or and Fort Lauderdale, there's a lot of traffic too. Though, what what do the what do your daughters do for a living? Oh, one is an award-winning visual merchandiser, and the other is right now a mom. One of the most important things you can do for a living. So, That's right. What's five-year-old a... little girl and oh, a uh, one-and-a-half-year-old little boy. Visual what? A visual what? Does she? So she will go into a store and visually rearrange the products, and the revenues will dramatically increase. The sales will dramatically increase. I wonder what she has to say. But she'd be, be a good interview sometime because we've had, uh, you know, Pier One has just gone out of business, and uh, yeah. and uh, what is it? Macy's just left our area. Uh, Steinmark just went out of business. What does she have to say about the well, retail? You know, because a lot of women like to shop. Uh, I happen to be a mail shopper, and uh, even if you don't buy something, it's fun to go shopping. Are we going to lose retail as we know it? Uh, you know something I always say, because I'm I'm always very positive and inspirational, yeah. that, that these detours, you know, if we get this right, we evolve, and that these detours are going to bring us to places, seemingly random dots. But it's all, all going to connect in the end, and we're going to lift to higher levels. I can't really speak for retail. I can speak for transforming people in terms of being able to find their authenticity and confidence and power when it comes to communicating. And the more that we can do that with one another, the better our world's going to be, right? I, I, you know, uh, I, I, I agree with you 100. percent What do you think? We have my my co-host is in here today. He's Chris Flag. He just got his master's in economic, right? Yeah. And over in uh, Poland. Pardon me. <clears throat> I just did my master's in economics over in Poland, and uh, wow. actually, when I was... so guess what? I was an award-winning stockbroker on Wall Street. <laughs> so I, my career really spans from corporate to creative. All these random dots, which is why I can talk about that. Yeah, but that's good. That makes for a great base. So you were a stockbroker. I was a stockbroker without ever having taken a business class before, and I self-taught myself. And uh, I was at Lehman Brothers, where you had to open accounts at a $10,000 minimum across the country with people who you've never seen before. And it was my ability to connect authentically and tell a captivating story. You know, you know, I, I, yes, a year later, I got a call from someone in L.A., and he said to me, I can't believe you beat me by two accounts. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you didn't know there was a contest with everyone, hundreds of people who started throughout the country at Lehman that year to see who could open the most accounts, and you won it. And I said, no. I had no idea. Now, that, now that's, that's, that's some ability because, I, I, you know, uh, I'm not some great investor, but I have a number of friends that are uh, very very well-to-do, let's put it that way, even some billionaires. And it amazes me that 
they'll buy, they'll do business with somebody that calls them on the phone. I'm going, how could you be so smart to make all that dough? I just just I just don't tr- trust strangers calling me on the phone. So you must have some am- amazing ability. Maybe you know what I could do. Chris is going to be Chris is helping our show now because we we now have our our app. You know, people 55 and younger are not listening to traditional radio, so we have stepped off of uh, AM and FM. And uh, now even, I guess our numbers are already, according to somebody else in town here, are as good as they were when we were on radio. But now we picked up a a national and even an international audience, so it's kind of crazy. But uh, I was wondering, maybe you could give some, some tricks. When somebody's on a phone, how do you build, how did you build a relationship in a couple of minutes where somebody was willing to listen to you and then give you a minimum of $10,000. What's the most that somebody ever gave you over the phone to invest? 100000 200 On an initial trade, on an opening, or subsequent trades? No, the first, the initial. Uh, I would probably say 50000 50000 The funny, The funny thing is, Rhett, is that everyone, if I had to have an autobiography, it would be called, How Are You Going to Do That?, because everyone always says, you know, I don't understand. Like, you've never taken a business where you're, you're, what are you doing? If you do things that speak to your passions and you strategize what you're doing and you use your strength to lift you, but also very interesting. This is very interesting. I'm certified in neurolinguistic programming, which is how the brain interprets language. It's what Anthony Robbins uses, you know, to really inspire all of his followers and to lift them. And uh, interestingly enough, when you make a first impression with someone, language doesn't come into it at all. On a subconscious level, what happens is that person senses, again, not knowing, senses whether he or she trusts you and likes you. And then the language kicks in after about 30 seconds. And so, so, so what you're saying is when you can when, when you can when you can fake sincerity, you got it made. Fake it, you better fake it well. That's what my acting teacher. Well, you know, you know, there's days. You know, I I I don't know if you know this, but I own my own broadcast, and I have for 27 years. And there's days where I'm I'm supposed to go out and meet people, and I go no. No, don't meet with anybody today. You're in a bad mood, and they can read it. Or let's say you have an economic, uh, something goes wrong economically. And for me, I have a, I, I, at one time I was very affluent as a child, and then I ended up living in the ghetto, and now I'm not in the ghetto anymore. But, uh, but you know, that's a great fear of mine. So I could lose a major client, and the next thing I'm thinking of, oh, I'm going to be back in the ghetto. Well, when that fear is inside you, because there's an old saying, scared money never wins, you know? Yeah, and you know how you get rid of a negative. How? You get rid of a negative by replacing it with a valid positive. But the positive, again, has to be valid. So I do this all the time when I transform people, whether it has to do with acting, because I'm an award-winning director as well, or whether it has to do with... Oh, you're a film director? No, I'm an award-winning playwright and award-winning stage director. I've also gotten people... On Broadway, yeah, and a producer. Like, these are my random dots that have allowed me to to come up and create this award-winning approach when it comes to public speaking. And I'm very different from anyone else, and I really, I'd, I'd like to be able to share some of this with your viewers, because listeners, rather, because they are going to begin to feel transformed. 
Let me ask you this. So you remind me, me I've, 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 I have a friend yeah. of mine. He sold, a, he had a, uh, a, an international cookie company. He's only yeah. 44. He has his eighth child on the way. Becoming, they'll be coming in in <laughs> December. But uh, he now, I, I'm taking classes at Indian River State College here. And he's one of the professors. Now, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to do this for money. So he right. loves what he's doing. And I'm sensing that you, you know, I like people like you because you've already reached a certain level of success. And it, But I can tell by your enthusiasm, which, by the way, means entheism, enthusiasm, God within and bubbling over. <laughs> uh, you have that. And so you get yeah, it. But I like that. I don't want somebody consulting me who's doing it for, for filthy lucre. I want to... Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I don't want somebody. I don't want somebody making spaghetti and meatballs for me who's doing it for money and not for love. I get it. I get it. And I scholarship so many kids, and I put kids on Broadway, film, TV, Netflix, or in two Netflix. Okay, that's aside from the fact. But yes, I do think that speak to my passion, and uh, I, my goal is to transform as many people as I possibly can. You know, for life. Let me ask you this. So, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay, on behalf of my older audience, now remember, I've been on the air 27 years. I started when I was 40. I'm now 67 years of age. There, uh-huh. are, there are times where I'm wondering now, I'm, you know, I see, the, uh, I, see, I see the end, it's coming near, and so I face the final curtain. But for my, whether I have one day left, or if I, I may have 30, 35, 40, I had a doctor recently say people our age are probably going to live on average to 114, 115 years of age. So I want to make this count now. It's no longer, you know, I can't eat better than I'm eating. I can't sleep on a better bed. So I want to do something that, you know, is, it validates me as a human being and leave, leave some sort of a footprint. Uh, so yeah. I, I wonder, sometimes I just feel like I'm moving in this lethargy. So uh, I'm going to be calling you on the side, but you have something for all, every listener listening today. Absolutely. A Absolutely. free consultation with you, right? Yes. And if they contact me at info at winlessspeech.com. Win, W-I-N? Yes, T-H-E, speech, S-P-E-E-C-H, dot com. And I actually created that for your listeners because my my website is jasoncommunications.com, and it's just too much to take in, you know? So I didn't, I wanted to give them something where they could remember it, info at winlessspeech.com. And what I will do is I will give a complimentary consultation, and I work fast. When they hear what I'm doing and how I do it, they're going to want to contact me. I will customize a roadmap for them according to their strengths that will ultimately lift them and make them a successful You know, I want to tell you something, though. For people my age, I have somebody. He was even, I think, a year younger than me or two, and he retired a year ago. In the family, okay, in, in, yeah. not, in nine months he got cirrhosis of the liver and died. This is oh. not this is not untypical. People who retire, particularly males, you know, yeah. I, I see them at the grocery store down here in Florida, and they're like following their wife around. Okay, here we are at the fruits and vegetables and the produce. Now we're going to go down to canned goods, and it's like I look at the guy, I go, "You wimp! Why don't you get a life?" And uh, and and these people that they, they, it's it's very scary. Wouldn't it be great if you could come up with something for the senior market? Because depression is the number one malady to strike seniors. Yeah, where you I could, can do it yeah, and in one meeting I like that, you could say. Yeah. However, however, I do it according to that person's strengths. But 
I can get that, especially now, everything is virtual. But again, we have an opportunity to evolve. So they finally have an opportunity to do something that they're passionate about. One of my strengths is that I can see the strengths in others that they don't even know exist. Uh-huh. So what I love to do is bring those strengths to a conscious level so they can embrace them. That's, yes? a, great, that's a great gift. You know, Cl- uh, Clive Davis, he's the golden ears of the record industry, all kinds of yes. stars. He's now in his 80s. He might even be 90. He's still alive. Uh, Columbia, president of Columbia Records. He said, talent is rare, but more rare is talent that recognizes talent, and that's your talent, oh, right? Love it. I love it. Okay, so you want, since this seems to be inspirational, even though I'd like to go through public speaking, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the flow. And I'm going to share something amazing with you and your listeners, okay? So Bernie Siegel, he was a radiologist and oncologist, and he wrote books in the 80s about miraculous remissions in cancer patients. He was on my show. He was on my show. Oh my goodness! Love medicine and miracles. He, right? he, play, he played I'm himself. So... Uh, he played himself the uh, the uh, what brothers? The uh, Marx brothers and uh, and funny shows to cure his cancer. Okay, so do you want to hear something? Yeah. I don't know if he went through this with you, but I was um, I heard him lecture. Actually, my sister passed away from cancer over twenty years ago, which which got me to make some important changes you know, in my life, because mm-hmm. she was such an extraordinary woman. Uh, but I, I sat there and I listened to something he said about aging. Did he share that with you? Because it's amazing. Your Good. listeners are going to love it. Tell me, tell me, so, please. Okay, here we go. He said, you know, when you love what you're doing, you're immersed in something that you're passionate about, that you love, and you think that 15 minutes has gone by, right? And you look at the clock, and it's, it's three hours. Yes. And what he said is that because your mind, body, spirit only thought 15 minutes went by, that's all you've aged. And that's why people who love what they do don't uh... age at the same rate. So when you talk about people who are retired, right, and they're, you know, they're bored, they're this or that, no, if they immerse themselves in something they love, they're actually going to get younger. I, th- I think go. that's I think that's great that uh, yeah go ahead I think Chris Flag my uh, young co-host in here today uh, has you had a comment or a question or well I just wanted to say Jill I can feel your energy through the phone <laughs> and that speaks yeah. volumes about how you know how energetic and yeah, you how passionate your head, you, you are. want your headset on or you have feedback I am and can that's you why you have to have me back again because I want to I want to transform people thank you Chris. hold, thank hold, you hold so on just a second can you hear on your headset I just don't like to hear my own voice. Oh, well, you have to. If you take the headset off, we can get a, a re, uh, feedback. All right, I'll leave okay. it on. I'll deal with it. Okay. But, Jill, like I was saying, I, could, I can feel your energy through the phone. And um, yeah, that being said, you. I think I have a lot of people in mind that can really benefit from uh, these, you know, free consultations that you're offering. Absolutely. And, and take um, one, too. Yeah, I'd love to. Yes. He just got back. Yes. He just got back from getting his uh, master's degree in Poland. Well, not in Poland. In uh, yes, I did my master's in economics, international in economic relations. Good that was in Poland. Good and, for you. Thank you. Thank and you. as you know, like your ability to communicate, which is why you're on this radio show as well, it directly correlates with your success. 
It doesn't matter what you do, right? Well, that's right. That's why he's going to sign a contract with me, and I'm going to own him, and we're going to make him a big star, and then I can <laughs> I can go uh, down to Miami and smoke a cigar. And no, I don't smoke cigars. I'm oh, kidding, but, you're not going to. Uh, that's not going to be fun for you. Well, drink, maybe drink, it will be a little drink, bit, but you're going to want to do this. No, drink, like, drink myself to death. And, well, that's uh, the thing, Joel. I'm a, I'm a people person so. very much, just like yourself. And, yeah, um, connector. I've had some tremendous success in the, you know, the field of networking and uh, things of that nature and making connections with people as well, just in being genuine and being sincere and yeah. um, not having an ulterior motive, et cetera. Well, like Woody Allen yeah. said, 80% of success is showing up. You know, I've had this show for 27 mm-hmm. years. I've had uh, maybe 10, 12 young people said they wanted to come on. Maybe two or three of them showed up one time, never heard from again. Chris, you know, he showed up <laughs> and he stays. Yeah. Well, yes. And again, there's there. I've I've created something called the best approach, and that helps you attain any goal. And it's an acronym. Okay. And basically, you need all four components. It's so funny. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I love how we're just going in a, a different direction. You know, I love the spontaneity of it. Um, so the B is the belief. Belief in yourself. Okay. What's what's what, the what's the word? Best. Oh, best. Okay. B. Okay. B E S T. Yes, yes, T, the best approach. And I'm going to tell you what the B, the E, the S, and the T stand for. It's to achieve any goal, but I use it. I'm writing a book on public speaking as well, and I use it in terms of public speaking. So the, the B stands for belief. You need to believe in yourself. You also need to believe that you're the person to accomplish what you're setting out to do, right? But But you say that, but, you know, how do you get there? Well, this is what I'm going to... Sometimes you need a coach, right? But I'm going to go through the E. The E is (laughs) the effort and the energy that you need to put into it. Because you can believe all you want, and as you said, you've got to show up. You've got to put the effort. You've got to put the energy. When it comes to public speaking, you need to do the research. You need to know your topic. And then energy. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Lay it on me. For all of the viewers, the listeners, rather. Yeah. This is one of the biggest, you see, the reason why no, public speaking is still their number one fear, yes. the reason why Jerry Seinfeld says, you mean to tell me if you're at a funeral, you'd rather be in the casket than give the eulogy? <laughs> yes. The reason why it's made no progress is that everyone's doing the same old, same old, and everyone's been mistaught. So I'm going to go through one of the biggest no-nos that you've been taught. What? Okay, what? That, and I'm going to replace it. That has to do with your energy. Everyone tells you not to be nervous, right? Yeah. There are two kinds of nervous energy, and this is me. You know, what I wrote in my book, this is my concept as an award-winning director, as a corporate communications coach, and I was on TV. I was on soaps as well. So there's the negative kind of nervous energy. The negative kind of nervous energy, if you don't know what you're talking about, you haven't rehearsed, yeah, get off the stage. Then, which no one tells you about, it, there's the positive, powerful performance energy. And that is electrifying. And you fill that room with that energy. It allows you to be captivating. It allows you to command the audience. And it's, it allows you to connect with them on such a high level. Now, you need that to run a marathon. You need that energy to climb a mountain. So why are all of these experts saying, don't be nervous, how to get rid of your... No, if you're prepared, if you've mastered your message and mastered your delivery and you've practiced, right? And that's where I come in to help you do that. 
then you say to yourself, I have that positive, powerful nervous energy that makes me charismatic, that makes me win, win the room. All right. Well, that you, re, you redirect that energy. There's no doubt about that. Well, you know, as yes. a performer, I'm a performer. They say if yes. you lose the fear of the audience, you'll be a lousy performer. Well, yeah, and you know something? Absolutely. Well, that that's why, if you're prepared, that nervous energy is everything, everything. And it, it lifts you to such high levels. I will tell you another, uh, another, I'll tell you a secret, too. You want to hear a secret I learned? Yeah. I, I came to I town mean, here yeah. 27 years ago. They asked me to speak at the Rotary Club. I'm walking out of the Rotary Club, and the then Sheriff Gary Wheeler says, you know, I think that was, we were friendly enough that he could say, says, I think that was the worst speech I ever heard. Well, it was it was me bouncing around trying to talk. I hate talking about me, talking about me. Now, I went back to another Rotary Club. He was there two years later. We're walking out. I don't even know if he remembered the first time. He said, I think that was the best speech I've ever heard at a Rotary Club. Now, what had changed in Red Palmer? Well, the in, the American Indians had a saying, teach me a fact and I'll learn. Teach me a truth and I'll believe. But teach me, tell me a story and it will live. Uh, your, mic, your microphone is on in there. Your microphone is on there. Sorry about that. Uh, teach me a story. Uh, tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever. The well, yes. And that's another one of the, I have so much, I hope you're going to have me back on because I really yes. wanted to go through transformative power principles with your audience. I think we can continue on today. We'll play that other thing from 1130 on. Does that sound good? Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so let me go into the let me go into the S. Okay, now what now what's going to happen here is we're at, we're we're at uh, what fifty eight minutes into the hour in about a, in about one minute and ten seconds we automatically have to take a break because we're now streamed throughout the United States and don't okay. ask me but it's a computer and then we'll come back in about two and a half three minutes after that with some ads playing and then we'll go for another half an hour. Does that sound good with you? Super. In the meantime, great. okay. In the yeah. meantime, what what is your website? My website is uh, www.jason j a y as in blue j j a y s as in sam e as in ellen n as in nancy j a y s e n communications with an s okay c o m m u n i c a t i o n s dot com. Okay, give that and to us again. Give it give that to us again. Jasoncommunications.com. Okay. And the reason why I took out, you know, when the speech info at when the speech.com is because it's a lot easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this so is this very good. consultation, go to info at when the speech.com. All right. We're <laughs> going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Keep it right here. I'm Red Palmer. Who loves you, baby? Ah, yes, we're talking about beef stroganoff, which I got in Russia at the famous library. You said you got it in, you had beef stroganoff? Um, I've had it here, but never in Europe. Never in Europe. What did you have in Europe that you remember? Wow. In Poland, I had the pierogi. Oh, pierogi, uh, Golumpki. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nothing like Golumpki's. I used to have this lady, Mrs. Davis, and she was my seamstress in Watervliet, New York. 
I was in my 20s, and uh, she took uh, good care of me. But every time I was over, her husband had died. She said, you want me to make you galumpkis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're young and hungry and uh, you're living in the ghetto. Anyway, on the line we have, uh, can we turn my microphone up a little bit, please? Okay, so it's a wee bit there. They're nice and crisp. Jill Jason is on the line. There you go. Jill Jason, J-A-Y-S-E-N, cross-communications coach. Hello, Jill. Hi. We're still having fun with you today. Award-winning communications coach. There you go. Okay, so now would you like me to go into the the S and the D from best, or do you want me to go into how everyone's been mistaught? In case somebody just tuned in, let's best is uh, she's giving an acronym of best, and what do we apply this to in our lives? Goals. Any goal you want to attain, however. Since we're talking about public speaking right now and how to mm. win big at public speaking, mm. yes, this is I'm going to apply to public speaking as well. So the B, the E, the S, and the T each stand for a power principle, and you have to you have to have all of them in place to attain that goal. So the B is the belief in in yourself, and also that you are the one to voice that speech, that you are the one to give that message. The E is the effort and the energy you put into it. The S is something that people don't focus on, believe it or not. Yeah. Their strengths. I will do a corporate workshop and I will go, I'll be sitting in a circle with, with adults, with C-suite executives, and I'll go around the circle and I'll na- say, name three of your strengths. And I swear to you, they look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. They either think they're bragging if they own a strength and, and communicate that, or they, they don't know. Or I, I then I go around the circle and I say, name one of your weaknesses, and I'll come five in ten seconds. So somehow we can own our weaknesses, but we can't own our strengths. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to Barnes & Noble, right? You see a book? I love, Barn- I, love, I love Barnes & Noble. I like to get lost okay. at Barnes & Noble. I love it, too. How to turn your weakness into a strength. That's not going to happen. What we need to know, what are our mm. strengths? The key is take your strengths 95% of the time, make them stronger. But you have to know what your strengths mm. are, and you have to yes. own your strengths. Well, that's where your you come in, somebody who has the talent. I told you before, uh, Clive Davis from Columbia Records said, talent is rare, but more rare is talent that recognizes talent. Yes, and I know know my strengths, and I help other people find theirs. Now, I have no sense of direction. My brain doesn't go there. So to illustrate this this premise, if I were to use all my time trying to to have, you know, develop and, and have a great sense of direction... It's not going to happen. I become mediocre at best because I'm neglecting my strengths. So stop focusing on your weaknesses. Bring your weaknesses up to par. I ask for directions, sure. right? I get used to getting lost. Take your strengths and make them stronger. So that's the S. Yeah. The T, the T is something that most corporations and most people have not developed. You ready? Let's and hear it. Okay, what is it? Tactics and strategy. Mm-hmm. Very specifically. You can have all the beliefs in the world and put in the effort and energy and know what your strengths are. But if you don't have that strategy, knowing your audience, knowing the time of day, there's so many things. I have a whole template 
for strategy. And you also need to know how to strategically lift the content of your message. There's an art and a science to maximizing connectivity with your specific audience and with your specific outcome. So there you go, the B, the E, the S, and the T. And most people get discouraged because if they, they haven't even thought of the strategy they can attain okay. their goals. Now, now you're, okay, now, yeah. now, now, now Uncle Rhett's going to come in here. And okay. I'm going I'm to admonish you or take you in another direction. Okay, you've told us about it. Now I want a story that exemplifies this. I mean, we can even make it simple. You could say, you know, I don't care, a little simple idea. But tell this to me in story how this works out. What, 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 like if somebody that needed okay. a strategy didn't have it, they, this is what they did, the strategy. And what was the other word you used? Strategy and what? Tactics and strategy. Tactics. I don't know what you mean tactics by tactics, but anyway. The, so the gi- give me a story. The give me a story. The strategy is the overall, and the tactics lead to it. They're the components. Give me a story. Okay, give me a story. Okay, I'm going to give you an amazing story. So I'm, uh, I am, you know, I have a theater company. I'm a founding producer of two theater companies as well. And I help transform this middle schooler. Okay, she was very shy. And her father happened to be the COO of this organization. And he had, he said to me, I want to introduce you to the founder of this organization. And she's looking for a coach. She's looking for a public speaking coach. So I go and I meet her. I hear her riveting, amazing story. And she says, okay, so here's the speech and I want you to coach me on this. And I said, I read the speech. And I said, did you write this? And she said, no. It sucked, right? It sucked. Well, yeah, I said no. And I said, she said the speechwriter wrote it. And I said, well, the speechwriter is not capturing the heart, the essence of your story. You know, and it, it's to no particular audience. I said, get rid of the speechwriter. I will help you tell your story. And I will help you. I'll take you all the way up through delivery. Since Fortune's 50 most powerful leaders, greatest leaders in the world, and Time 100's most influential. Go ahead. And she has revolutionized the world of cancer research. And I'm not saying that's because of me. However, I did help get that message out in a very powerful way. So there's one example. (laughs) But that all has to do with the fact the reason why public speaking is still the number one fear is Mm -hmm. because we've been mistaught. You know, you know, I, I need I need you. I need you desperately. I'll tell you why. I need her too. I, I'll, Jill, I'll tell you. I this is huge for me to hear because I'm the kind of guy one on one in a small group. I'm really effective. I'm I love connecting with people. I'm a people person. But when it comes to a, a formal scenario, when I'm in front of the class, or when I'm in front of a couple people that are you know judging my performance, if you will, then I yeah. kind of freeze up. You know, right here on the phone with you, it's great. But I want to hear what you have to say about it. Do you know why? You know why you freeze up? Because you've been mistaught and these the things you've been mis the things you've been taught don't work and you know on a subconscious like if you're a high achiever, which you are, you know on a subconscious level or conscious level that you don't have what it takes to hit it out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame you. If I think I'm gonna go up there and I'm not gonna hit it out of the ballpark, I don't wanna do it either. And that's where I come in, because, again, I have award-winning principles that will lift you, and you're going to say, oh, my goodness. So 
can I go through some of these mistaught, don't, don't do this, and replace them with some do's? Because you're going to feel, wow, Jill, this makes sense. Okay, now I can do it. Can I go through a go few ahead. of them? What have yes. we been taught? Okay. okay, first of all, you know to divide your speech up into beginning, middle, end. And they say, all right, for the beginning introduction, tell them what you're going to tell them, yes? For the for the body, tell them, and for the summary, tell them what you've already told them. So I say, you mean to tell me if you're watching a movie, you want to know what's going to happen, then you want to see what's happening, and then you want to be told what you've already seen happen. No, it's anticlimactic. So it's the same thing when you're telling your story, when you're speaking in public. I don't care if you're talking about how to sequence a genome or the best chocolate cake recipe. You have to take them on a compelling journey. And there are ways to do this and to maximize connectivity. All right? There's an art to it, which has to do with your storytelling. And there's a science to it, which has to do with being able to connect with everyone in that audience, the visuals, the auditory people, the kinesthetic people. There are ways to frame the brain. For instance, I'm going to tell you something fascinating. The brain does not delete a negative at first. So if you tell a child, don't spill your milk, the first thing the child sees is spill your milk. And then the don't comes into play. And just think, if someone says to you, well, I don't want to insult you or anything, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? That person's going to insult me, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful how you phrase things. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to flip that to the positive. Another concept. Hold on, just, just a punctuation on that. Yes, I remember doing a national TV show, and at the very end, I, I, I've watched it a number of times, I said, oh, it's incredible. And I was thinking, no, it's not incredible, it's credible. It's not unbelievable, it's believable. It's funny we use this, uh, you could call it the devil's language. It's like, we go, oh, I would yeah. die to have that happen. Yes, because we don't know. And, you know, when the, when the tobacco industry, I don't know when it was, 10 years ago, whenever, had to come up with a campaign, an anti-smoking campaign, it was brilliant. Because you know what they said? Don't smoke. So what does everybody see? Smoke. smoke. You know, the same thing happened with me a few years ago. Luckily, nobody got, I, I stopped drinking alcohol. I had a problem. I got addicted to alcohol after some deaths and things happened in my family. I'm out. Uh, I'm with the most successful builder in, in 100 miles, and he took me under his wing as a, what they call a sponsor. And we're dining at a fancy restaurant, the Ocean Grill, famous in town here, and a lady goes by, the waitress, with a, a, a stack full of booze. And mm -hmm. I leaned forward, and I said, oh... I looked at her just like I would a naked woman, but I was looking at the drinks. You catch my drift? And I looked at her and I said, oh, I said, I can't drink. And he said, oh, no, yes, you can. He said, matter of fact, I'll buy you a drink right now. Go ahead. What do you want? And all of a sudden, there's a pregnant pause. And I said, oh, I can drink? He goes, yeah. I said, oh, well, okay. In that case, I, 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 I decide not. I choose not to. You see, mm -hmm. he didn't usurp my God-given freedom. You know, yeah. it's like I'm a little overweight now. Well, the first thing Barbara will do is say, you know, she goes, you can hear her go, I'm getting ice cream out of the fridge. Oh, or yeah, there you go again. What are you eating now? And I say, okay, wait. I wait till she goes upstairs and I go, I'm having a freaking ice cream party just to get even. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what to do. People, and you know, even the Bible says, do not lord it over God's uh, inheritance. 
people yeah. got to stop this control crap. But we got to give the freedom. And so, anyway, I thought that was a good punctuation to what you were well, saying. Yes, and when we have the freedom within ourselves, you know, we don't pay any attention, right? Which you didn't. Don't also, smoke. People smoke. Concept. Yes. Also, remember the concept of replacing what you don't want to do with something that you do want to do with a valid positive. So then you shift gears. So it's very, very powerful. Okay, so now, number two, I want you both to guess this in terms of as to how you've been taught. How much of your time and energy, I want you to put a percentage on each, do you devote to creating your message versus your delivery? How much energy? Put a percentage on the message versus the delivery. That's easy. I'm spending at least 85 to 90% on creating the message because I'm so worried about trying to memorize it and not missing up. And, and you know, and it's just like Rick Frischman from Plan Television Arts used to book all these famous authors on my show. He's now retired in South Florida. But he said, Rhett, when you write your book, spend 50% of your time writing the book, but spend the other 50% coming up with the cover or the title because titles and covers sell books. The inside doesn't. And you're right. We're putting it's It's ass backwards what we do, right? So so your question again is? I question is how much, time, how much energy do you put into your message versus your delivery? So you're talking about? Like for instance, presentation of speech. You're talking about tone. You know, didn't you bring up Jerry Seinfeld a few minutes ago? Yeah, no, I'm talking about time and energy. How much time do you put into creating your message in terms of percentage-wise versus to the energy in your delivery? Yeah, and the energy in in your delivery. Where? What's the? So you're saying people aren't going to people aren't going to remember what you say. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Right. So, so Chris, your percentage is what eighty percent message between eighty and ninety percent, which I'm seeing okay. now and, might have been a mistake. Well, no. If you believe what you believe, I want you to believe it. Right. So, I'm going to give you guys the answer. So, tell me what is your take, Rhett? Hmm. Um. It's so definitely, definitely, uh, content is secondary to me. It's important. But it's it's getting out and owning the stage. Uh, uh, you know, the bigger the audience, I love it. I look them right in the eye, and I go, "We're on a date together," and I, tr- <laughs> you know, I treat them with love. That's awesome. Okay, well, you naturally do that, but I am going to tell you right now what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I cannot believe every. Usually, when I do these radio shows and podcasts, and I talk to people, they say fifty fifty because that's what the books say, or thirty seventy, or. You know, they put most of it on the delivery. I'm going to tell you, Chris, you're the only person who guessed it. Which is what? 90%. I say 90% into mastering the message, which, by the way, right, you have done. You don't even realize you've done it. That's why you're able to deliver it so powerfully. Well, well, you're saying mastering the message now, but that's what what Chris said. He said 80% is the content. Yes. Chris is the only person who's ever guessed that right. So you got it right. I got it wrong. No, no. What I'm saying is you got it wrong, but you don't realize that the reason why you're able to master your delivery is that you've already mastered your message. That's why you're able to master your delivery. But the books all tell us 50-50 or, you know, 20-80. And when you think of it, I mean, Meryl Streep, Denzel Washington, you know, De Niro, if they take a subpar script, they're not going to because they're going to look like crap. If they take a what kind of script? What'd you say? A subpar script. If they take a poorly written script, 
yeah. and they accept that, their acting is going to look like crap. The yeah. content and messaging is everything. So, again, once we master the message, I can easily direct that delivery. Yeah, I see what you're and saying. Like, for instance, Jack Nicholson gets the thing, uh, you can't handle the truth. And he works on it and goes, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. I used to be able to do it really well. Or how about this one? How about this one? That's pretty good. A- ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. There you go. How's You're that? You're so funny. You've got to, you've got to go into you, I'm going to help you audition for something. That's are you really? You know what? You know what? Yeah. You listen to me. I need yeah, well, you. I need you. You are, a, you are an angel come true. You know why? I started making films when I was nine. And then I met, I met Arthur Penn, the director, when I was 18. And you know what? My heart sank because he was so intelligent. It was a living experience because this guy was so smart. And so I, I, I quit because of that. And, yep. and now at 67, I'm saying, I want to be in a movie before I die. I want to be. So... You need to do this. My instincts are always very strong. We'll talk. I love it. I love it. I love people who have a yeah, gift like you. You have Again, a... I've people all over. I've, you know, I've, I've gotten people on stage in film, TV. Um, all right. You ready for the next one? Yeah, we are ready. Okay. All, all of these coaches say, um, and they bring you into a room and everything else, videotape yourself, right? Videotape yourself and we'll analyze the videotape. And, okay, why is that a big no-no? That's a big no-no because you can't be in your head and connect with your audience at the same time. doesn't matter if you're being so, interviewed. Uh-huh. Or so, right? so what happens when we see ourselves? We are totally critical of ourselves. Oh, I don't like my smile. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. So when you go to make your presentation or a speech, you have this in your head. You're thinking of this in your head. And it lessens your power. And this is, again, how we've been mistaught, as do all the other gimmicks of picture the audience naked, practice in front of a mirror, just breathe, you'll get through it, look up at the back light. I've had media, top media coaches, tell a client of mine, she had to make this big, actually, he had to make this big presentation, and he said to me, Jill, he said to me, just, you know, look up at the back lights. But I knew that wasn't true because I worked with you. That lessens your power. What you need to do is connect, connect, connect. And you have to take that nervous energy, that powerful nervous energy, and again, it, it, it inspires an audience. Yes, and, and, so listen to this. So I um, there was an article, and this so-called expert said, when you give a presentation, you want to pass out handouts, because then they won't be focused on you. <laughs> Wait a minute, right? All of these gimmicks, these gimmicks don't work. These gimmicks are a desperate attempt to cover up a failing methodology, and they weaken your power. They, they take do. away your power. I'm here to flip that. I'm here to flip that because I've got the award-winning approach. I got. To, I, I need to spend some quality time with you. We got to have her on for you. Are you coming to Florida this winter? 
Do you know something? It's so interesting because now I kind of have a reason to. I don't know if it's going to be in the way. I'm right now. I'm writing musical number nine, and uh, we're probably going to do a reading, staged reading. I mean, we'd like to do it in person for some Broadway producers, but we might have to do it on Zoom. It? You're you're writing a musical. I'm writing my, my ninth musical. You write the songs, the lyrics, the whole thing? No. I, I collaborate with a composer, oh, lyricist. I, I'm I, a book writer. Well, that's what I used so, to do. I used to uh, write jingles. Matter of fact, I wrote uh, Call Me Mrs. Miracle, which is on the Hallmark Channel right now at Christmas time. I wrote the song in that called uh, Have a Very Merry Christmas. And, uh, yeah, we got to talk, you know. You know what? I might have a role for you in this reading <laughs> if it's going to be virtual. <laughs> I can, yeah, we do have to talk. Um, yes, there, there is say, a role that I think second. we can handle. I want, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse, okay? <laughs> I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. I want you to see there one of go. my sons. There you go. You see? You know what? You should be doing voiceovers, too. Michael, there you go. Michael Corleone. He's my son. He's there very good at these things. You see the creativity? See this creativity? You have enormous creativity. That's amazing. Well, and I'd, you know what? I always say that our creativity is on high right now. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Jill. I'll tell you what, Jill. I'll tell you what. Uh, when uh, when Hillary gets back in the White House, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire you as my assistant. Okay, there. God bless you. God, uh, God bless you. God bless America. And I just want you to know, I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> that was um, solid. The funny thing is, we're going to get you on America's Got Talent. Here we go. Here's a new one um, that I'm working on. Hold on. Did you see uh, Neeson Liam Neon uh, Liam Neeson Liam Neeson in uh, in the one who was going to find his daughter? Was yeah. it? What's uh, it called? No. Taken. Taken. Okay. So I recently mm-hmm. saw him in a movie. So hold on. That's what. That's what. what talking about the Irish. They want to tell you now, Mister Mister Smith. I want to tell you that I learned some things when I was in the military. And I want to tell you, you've taken my daughter. Now, if you return my daughter, I'll forgive everything. But if you don't, I will kill you. What Listen do you think? To you. Is that good? That's pretty good. I've been working on that for about a week. Get it. We have to talk. And you know what? We're going to remember this day because this day, at some point, you're going to be saying to me, oh, my goodness, I remember when you came on. And right, you never know how the dots are going to connect. I was a last-minute guest. And her name was Jill. Her, hold on, hold on, hold on. Her name was Jill. She was a consultant, <laughs> you see. Ah, her name was Jill. She took me into history. Now you never know when you get on the phone. It could change your life. Ain't it so? Anyway. I love it. Okay, did we... That in sucked. This, in this process, <laughs> did get, I love it. Do listen, I tell you what. I tell you what, listen. My name in it? No. We, yeah, we'll do something. Listen, I tell you what. Why don't you stick around for another half an hour? We'll talk a little more. Is that good? Yes, can I just um, say, because I don't know if we said this, info at winthroom.com. Contact me. Email me for a free consultation. Yep. I will map out a customized plan roadmap for you so you can win big at public speaking and in life. Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, the corporate, the, uh, yeah, we have to talk about that. You, I mean, you've had some challenges. Obviously, you speak. I mean, not only you, uh, what well, we had, we had, I had your background up here, but somebody's just taking it away. Could you put that back up, please? 
Jill, yeah, wait there a you minute. go. Jay, uh, Jill Jason is a corporate communications coach, strategist, as well as an award-winning stockbroker, award-winning playwright, director, producer, TV actor, neuro-linguistic practitioner, motivational speaker. Jill not only talks the talk, she walks the walk. Her diverse background, which spans from corporate to creative, has allowed her to what? Aha, we'll find out when we return. Okay. Jasoncommunications.com. Jasoncommunications.com. We'll be right back. It's not over yet. All right. How you doing? Welcome back. We have Jill Jason on the line, and she's a life changer. We also have, of course, Mr. Chris Flagg is in here, who's just returned from Poland and living in Israel. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Rhett. Thank you. All right. And Jill Jason, how you doing, Jill? I'm great. We are having such fun. And I always say that, you know, I'm writing a book on public speaking, and I always say that I'm not using that four-letter F word, fear, mm. because the more everyone talks about it and every expert talks about it, the more they enable it, the faster it grows, which is why public speaking is still their number one fear. So like you, with your amazing sense of humor... I want everyone to laugh and lighten up while learning an award-winning approach that will transform them. And uh, I'm having such fun here with both of you today. This is wonderful. Well, the reason is, you know, first of all, it's uh, entheism, enthusiasm, which means God within running over. And when you have that, it's very infectious. And you, you, uh, you know, you obviously are not doing this uh, in an obligatory way. You, uh, you, you love people and you want to help them. And you know, when you put that first, you know, the, 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 it's like they say, put ministry first; the money will follow. When you put money first, it, it screws everything up, right? I, I absolutely agree with you, which is why I've also devoted 15 years of my life to giving kids a voice, because I want them to be able to stand up and speak up for themselves and others and lead us into a better world. Mm. And that's why I've written musicals, to give them a window into their world and immerse them in the creative process so they see a little tiny seed, you know, transform into a musical, and they get to perform it off-Broadway. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, because right now, kids... They don't have a process anymore. You know, their parents are afraid they're going to fail, and they jump in, and kids think if they don't get something in five minutes, they failed. And they don't realize that the word fail is something positive. You fail up, right? Well, that's so why everybody, I'm you know, everybody's here. talking about Donald Trump going bankrupt. Yeah, well, big deal. Walt Disney went bankrupt four times before he succeeded. Yeah, well, I don't want to get into politics, no. but I will tell you something that uh, <laughs> someone said to me, yeah. which is uh, which is amazing. Um, George Soros, uh, you know, big yeah. in the stock market. His yep. partner was Jimmy Rogers, and I sat down because I was interviewing with Jimmy Rogers, and he said to me, "Jill, don't tell me about people who made it. Tell me about people who made it, lost it, and made it back again." Yeah. And if you're a winner, right? Oh, yeah. If you want to hire somebody to work for your company, find somebody that was in your business, and even if they failed, because they come Absolutely. back, they know what it's like to have to reach that, to have to pay everybody. On it. Look at uh, uh, who's the guy that started AOL. He's from this town. Anyway, I interviewed him. He's a billionaire. And he said, uh, he said, Rhett, you know, one Friday night, I had to pay the people uh, off of my credit card because I didn't, I didn't have any money to pay my people. Later on, uh, Ted, Ted Leonsis became the billionaire who started uh, AOL. So, you know, they mm. fall forward to success, you know. 
Yeah, and I show the kids, I illustrate visually these steps going up. Fail, fail, up, 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 up. Because that gives you the experience to do it better. Mm -hmm. To do it better and to reach higher levels than you ever imagined. And that's why we have an opportunity with COVID to evolve. We're home. We're isolated. It's time to tap into strength we didn't know existed. And by the way, mm -hmm. when I've offered this complimentary consultation to your listeners, yeah. right, I work over the phone. I help on, you know, I'll work on Zoom. So many of my clients, even before COVID, I've never met them per in person. So I'm very effective at doing that. But but now's the time to transform, so take advantage of that. Take advantage of it. Grab it, you know? Grab onto it. Yeah, it's this is changing things that will never quite go back. I know that a friend of mine, Dr. Mallon, Center for Advanced Eye Care in town, is a very gifted and dedicated uh, eye surgeon. But he said this uh, tele telemedicine was sort of... Uh, just bubbling below the surface, but uh, this COVID, uh, he said, Rhett, six months ago, I couldn't do surgery in Georgia. Now I can. Uh, uh -huh. You know, we have like alfresco dining at all the restaurants. Uh, the the uh, city fathers are now saying they want to keep the alfresco dining as well as the inside dining. Uh, I mean, this is just that's just a little, but there's, there's ramifications to this whole thing. Uh, it's nothing will ever go back quite. It's like you take the proverbial spring, you stretch it out, it never quite goes back. So you're right. There's a lot. There's a lot of hidden opportunity in what we're going through. Yes, yes. And again, I chunk everything up to to making the world a better place. So again, if we tap into our strengths and we become better communicators, you know, we can we we come together and we can make this world a better place as well as our lives. That's right. You know, but let's discover something. And <laughs> yeah. again, I can discover your strengths. So I can really accelerate that process for you. Now, where do you live in Connecticut? I'm in Westport. I'm originally oh. from New York City. Oh, Westport. I've been to Westport. I had a, uh, I was almost signed to, uh, not Columbia Records, uh, Liberty Records in Nashville years ago. And there was okay. a guy there who was the former uh, president of U.S. Tobacco, I think, you know. I don't know. He was worth a, a lot of dough. I remember he had a big, beautiful mansion on the water. And I said, where's the boat? He says, I learned a long time ago, don't own the boat. When you want a boat, <laughs> rent the boat and then return the boat. You don't have all the headache. But uh, yeah. he, he was putting up a half a million dollars for me to get my contract. I didn't know that's the way it worked. I was very naive uh, with uh, Liberty Records. But then at the last moment, he decided to take that half a million and invest it in a cable company out in Nebraska, which he lost all of it, of course. He's now, of course, the guy's now dead, but because uh, smoking all those cigarettes. You know, we were in a meeting with this guy, Herky, uh, and he fell asleep. Can you imagine there you're auditioning for a major record company? And and the guy putting up the dough for you falls asleep during the meeting. Well, guess what? Red flag, right? Red Pardon flag. me? Red flag. When we're younger, we don't see those red flags. Yeah. But we but, know the red flag. But sometimes things happen, so for a purpose, you know? Sometimes yeah, things absolutely. Happen. And that's why I say, you know, you never know how the dots are going to connect until you look back. They seem random, but they're not so random after all. Well, the, we the, Greeks, the Greeks have a saying for every... Uh, for every what obstacle, there's an equivalent opportunity, and that's so true. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's a bigger opportunity. That's what I believe. I truly believe it. And, uh, yes. Well, so you know, we I had a friend of mine, he was a welder, and he said if there's a crack in a pipe where it's weak, 
He said, if yeah. you weld that crack, now it will break everywhere else except where it once was weakest. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good analogy, it's isn't good. it? Okay, Beautiful. so listen, there's people calling in who didn't get the benefit of hearing you over the past hour. So we're talking with Jill Jason, and she is offering uh, something very unusual, and there's no charge for this. Tell us what you're offering my listeners today, Jill. I am offering to your listeners a complimentary consultation. This has to do with winning at public speaking, and where I will, will talk on the phone. I will map out a customized roadmap for you according to your strengths that will ultimately list you to a successful speaker. Okay, now what do you, you get what do you get out of this? Uh, this is the thing. I again I do things for the better good. So what I get out of it is that I know that I've begun someone's transformation. Because public speaking is still their number one fear. Mm. And I can flip that. So, again, I know that when they get off of the phone with me, and this happens, you know, all the time when I coach, they feel transformed. And whether or not they choose mm. to follow up or not, it doesn't matter because they feel transformed. And I always let they take over. If they want yeah. to continue, great, sure. we continue. Yeah. If they now want listen, to work on this thing, so, we so work may, on So it. you might pick up a client or two. Now, the thing is what uh, what our young man here, Chris Flag, F-L-A-I-G, is uh, my co-host today, 25 years mm-hmm. of age, has his, uh, his uh, master's in, in business, the uh, economics. The thing is what he said, he said, so you're saying when you get out on the platform, just like when you see a TED Talk, Yes. You notice those people come out and they have the 90% content, part of their being, memorized. They they know that what they're going to say, so then they can pay attention when they're live on their delivery. Yeah, but their delivery is not all that great. It's very mechanical a lot of times. I've seen people who claim to be, you know, public speaking experts. And? They are so mechanical. There's an art. To your delivery, just like there is an art to okay. your what are you saying? message. And just like when you're an actor, the art is to sound extemporaneous, even though you're rehearsed. Yeah. And one of the ways to do that, I'm going to give everyone a pointer here, is to take a lot of the punctuation out. Because what we do, and when I direct his, you know, when I direct people onto Broadway and everything else, or speaking, public speaking, making a presentation. It's always the same thing. We've been taught, when you think of how we've been taught to read, we drop our phrase endings. We do something called dropping our phrase endings. We lower the pitch and we lower the intensity, whether it's at a comma or a period. So, see Dick run, see Jane run, see Dick and Jane run. And I always say, don't drop your phrase endings because then it's mechanical. We know you're reading it. Okay, so, so, say, so say it with, so say it the say it the way that we uh, we won't know it. How, do you... Oh, see Dick run, see Jane run, see see Dick and Jane run. You know, now understand that I don't have the content with that, right? But um, yeah, because we talk about mastering your message, that's not exactly the. But I get it. I get it more. Message. Yeah, it's got to sound like but, it's extemporaneous. It, well, it has to, and you know what the key is as well. Allow yourself the pauses. You need to fill in the pauses with energy and thought. 
Because even if you forget something, like I've worked with, you know, executives where all of a sudden the teleprompter goes out and no one knows because they're filling their pauses with, with and, and people think, oh, wow, right? I'm pausing now. Yes. And people feel the audience feels like, wow, he's going to she's going to tell me something amazing. Yeah, well, the, 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 Irish, the, the Irish know about the pregnant pause, like you, John F. Kennedy. Ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country. <laughs> the, the, that, he had yes, that thing down, right? It's, there you go. You're fantastic. And that's why you have to be in film or on TV or something on stage. And the thing is, on stage, I always say to the actors, you know, anything can happen. Again, the minute you go into your head and you say you forgot something, it's the difference between I went to this, I went to this, I went to the store, I bought apples, oranges, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 bananas. Yeah, I bought bananas, right? Versus, I went to the store, I bought apples, I bought oranges, and Oh, you're not going to believe this. I bought bananas. These amazing, right? So there I forgot, but I filled in that pause and made what followed even stronger. So I always say when I'm directing, I don't want to know. You're going to forget. The things are going to happen, but I don't want to know that you forgot anything. I don't want to know. So it's really, really cool because someone at this gala, who uh, he's COO, and uh, again, it all has to do with the rehearsal. Mm. I, uh, you know, the teleprompter went out, and he, no one knew. Everyone came up. I knew, I knew, but no one knew. And everyone came up to him saying, "Oh my goodness, Walter! Like you were amazing. You were amazing." And uh, I knew. And he said, "Jill, thank goodness." Because when I coach for a delivery, I also, there are ways to prepare. Again, it's all positive, positive, positive. Well, it's just like when somebody, you know, uh, starts to sing a song or something, or they, you know, they start late and then they tell, oh, well, we're going to have to start this again. You, you never do that in front of a live audience. They don't Absolutely. know, they don't know you've made a mistake. Just Absolutely. go along with it. Nor should they. Nor should they. And that's why you have to keep connecting. What's, what's and, that and word? What's that word you used? Happens. What's that word you use? Norvorge? What? No, I didn't use that word. Oh, what word did you use? <laughs> when? Just now. I thought it was like maybe I, I wasn't here. You hearing. have to connect. Um, it, it's to your advantage. When you go up on a line, when you forget something, it yeah. actually can be brilliant. Brilliant. If you're creative at the moment. Yes, and there's a technique, again, when I rehearse, I've got all bases covered. So when I rehearse with a client, I make sure, I can't even begin to tell you how many clients, you know, say to me, I say, okay, for now the teleprompter went out, do it. I can't do that. Yes, you can. And then there, there's a technique called a memory map that I've created that also oh. is so valuable. It's so valuable and amazing. It gets you right through it, whether it's for 15 minutes or a two-hour presentation. It gets you through it. I see. Like yeah. you're going down the Zambezi River, 
and then you see the uh, alligators. Well, alligators go over here, and you see the alligators, and they're talking about ammo, ammo. And that's the first thing you're going to talk about because you're in the uh, gun business. And then as you travel down the uh, the, 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 the uh, Zambezi, and then you're going to run into some boxes. Well, that's the boxes and the way it's shipped or whatever. Is that what you do? You make like a visual story so it's easy to recollect? Well, yeah, you put it on an eight by eleven and a half piece of paper, and yeah. everyone's memory map looks different because it goes according to your brain. Like mm. mine looks like a Candyland board game. Others go very systematically from left to right or up and down in three columns. And what happens is, then once they do that, then they do it. They practice with this memory map and then they practice without it in front of me and where they trip up is where we have to and they have to create a visual that's even stronger to accompany it like a stick figure of two people whatever it is and i always say take out magic markers take out crayons underline things so we go through this whole process that's just one of the processes well you know marlon brando I mean, they say he yes. had little notes all over, you know, he'd be looking at somebody and have a note on their forehead of some of the words. You know? I know that. The thing is, once you have this memory map in your mind, yeah. you don't need it. Yeah, but because I'm, a, I'm an older guy now. It's harder for me to remember stuff. No, I can get you to do it because when you make a memory map, you've got the visual with it and you remember. You remember, mm. you remember the flow. Mm-hmm. And also, when we master your message, <laughs> yeah. it's in your cadence and your rhythm and maximizes your connectivity with the audience. So it's, it's really, yeah. I love, you. I love your confidence. I love you your confidence. You know what? Because I've done it time and time again. And that transformation for me is so beautiful to witness. Well, you tell you, you're, in a sense, you're an emancipator. You take, yeah. The, yeah, because you're right, the people fear. Look at me, I'm on the radio. I've been doing this 27 years, uh, uh, you know, and I still don't like doing stuff live in front of an audience. Now, once I get out, if it's a big audience, the better. The bigger the audience, the better. Then I, if I have a couple of jokes and I get them laughing, they're mine. I own them. But I tell you what, I, a small group, like right now, if 10 people came into this room and I had to tell them how to be a better talk host, I would get a dry mouth, I'd be very uncomfortable, and I couldn't wait for it to be over. Well, guess what? That's not going to be the case anymore, because you're going to contact me, and I'm going right. to... You're going to make you me a superstar. I'm going to show you the secret. So again, no one else. We've been mistaught. We've been mistaught. <laughs> and I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay, now, uh, Chris, put Chris's mic up just a little bit, would you please, so we can hear him better. Chris, you had a, uh, something you wanted to say? Well, I was just going to tell Jill I got a page full of notes of all these tactics that are just news to me, uh, complete news Chris, to me. you've got to call me, too. You've got to call me, too. Absolutely. So, absolutely, we'll do it because, again, it, I can thoroughly do it and take it to the max over the phone. Okay, so, so Chris, let me ask you this. So you're focusing in on her. To, by the way, the reason the microphone couldn't hear because you had the microphone, it's, it's, it's omnidirectional or it's, if it's omnidirectional, is that multidirectional or is omni one directional? I feel like unidirectional would be no. one directional. Unidirectional. Okay, and that's what you had to face the wrong way. But you can't see because you have the screen on there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you've, you've listened to her now for an hour and a half. You've got something on your mind what she can teach you. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about that Jill Jason <clears throat> has told you about today? What am I excited about? 
I'm excited about being able to prepare for d the delivery. Is is the, some, what I've really struggled with is the delivery. I've spent, like I said earlier, 85 to 90 percent of my time preparing for giving the presentation. Let me give an example. Um, I gave a presentation about the Chinese and American trade war. I had 15 slides, and on the notes on the slides, I had what I was going to say when I like at for what point exactly what I was going to say. I found myself delivering the the message, and I don't know, just getting up in front of that crowd, it kind of just hinders my delivery ability to deliver. And I, in, the, in my mind, I, I know everything I'm going to say. But what I wanted to ask Jill is, like, I've got this half page of notes, but I, w I wanted to see how does one conquer that real sort of fear that just comes upon them? It paralyzes you. Yeah, the paralysis. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. Well, first thing that I'm thinking about, and this is why it's still the number one fear. You know, I'm sure if I saw your message, that I would lift that further. And then you would have total confidence that you've got the ability to connect. Again, you can't be in your head and connect with the audience at the same time. So I remove any doubts and replace them with like you go full force forward and you also know how to take that nervous energy which again allows you to climb a mountain and run a marathon you will have that positive powerful performance energy and you will be able to fill the room with it and you'll be in the moment but most people the majority of people don't know how to do any of this and they're not being coached correctly so the first thing I will look at, look at is your message. I will lift it even more, and then I will coach you. I will coach you in terms of how to maximize that delivery. And there are all of these techniques. But even, Chris, if you think that that nervous energy, you're supposed to be feeling it, you know. But, I, I mean, I'd want to look at your slides because I often call PowerPoint PowerPointless. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not, it's not as if I just, you know, got up there and froze up. I gave the presentation. And the professor no, gave me a good grade. I know that, but you're not having fun because you're exactly. thinking about power. I, what, what was that thing you just said? Power pointless? What? I call PowerPoint PowerPointless because it's misused. People don't know how to use it to lift their message. And again, it takes away from their power. Because, okay, when you think of it, do we see lightning first in a thunderstorm or do we hear the thunder? See the lightning. Yes. So what happens is, and I've gone, like, I've been invited to attend all of these conferences, you know, with biotech companies and all these emerging growth companies, and it's the same old, same old. The points are on the slide. Everyone, you see lightning first, everyone reads it. It's anticlimactic. They tune the person out. The delivery is flat. If you're going to use PowerPoint, you have to have an image. You have to have um, something, a saying, a soundbite that frames the brain in the audience, that, that they see, that they look forward to hearing what you have to say. And if you have points to put on that slide, they've got to slide in as you're saying them. I see. I and see. that's how you... That's how you become the powerful speaker. So chances are there's 
so many things. And again, I, I deal with this with clients all the time. And it, and they're easy fixes, you know? Mm-hmm. And the client is like, oh my God, I feel so much better. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, someone contacts me because they've been referred, because they went over to that person after they finished speaking saying, what happened to you? You were amazing. Like you transformed, like what happened? Oh, I worked with Jill Jason. And then I get a call. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I can. Oh, my goodness. That's why we have to talk. Absolutely. I just Whoa. feel like if I was to copy and paste my social skills and my ability to connect one on one, you know, in small groups, that I could, if I could copy and paste those skills that I know I've got, because, I mean, I've been doing it. But if I could copy and paste those skills into the public speaking arena, which is kind of like yeah. what you're saying, it's um, you easy, maintain fluidity. Easy. easy. Exactly. I can do a creative visualization with you that anchors you to your power that you feel when you're speaking in a small group. Mm-hmm. That's number one, emotionally. And it sounds, it sounds like what you offer can help a lot of my peers as well. I have some peers yes. that I've studied with abroad. Some of the brightest minds, you know, these bright minds, they don't necessarily have the ability to communicate with others. And they've, yes. they really could be yes. business titans. Had they, if they had the ability to, you know, communicate effectively and really get their message across, because some of these guys yes. I've studied with, they're just brilliant-minded, far more brilliant than I ever thought about being. But I'm well. You're modest. <laughs> you're brilliant. Believe me, you do. Um, but that's why I say on my website, the first thing you come on is master the power of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Connect, have to be command. Now, I got another question for you. Earlier on in the yes. show, you said your email that you set up was info at winthespeech.com. But, yes. um, okay, so it's info at winthespeech.com. That's for the free consultation, correct. correct? Yes, which is not my website. Okay, okay. But I do want it to be info at jasoncommunications.com because Jason's spelled differently. There's an S at the end of communication. Mm-hmm. People mess it up. So that's why I took this domain to have that email. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go onto my website, it's Jason, J A Y S E N, Jason Communications with an S.com, and you can go onto my website and see. I also have a Facebook page, Jason Communications, which mm-hmm. I created, by the way, because of COVID, because I thought, because all my clients are by referral, and um, I thought, okay, you know, I have the opportunity to reach that many more people. And maybe what I'll do is I'll start and create a, a virtual presence, virtual platform. So that's what I've just begun to do. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I just and, found your page. Yeah. Now listen, uh, uh, so, so I'm putting you in my phone as a uh, last minute. I, I have a listing of a few people that I can call on a last minute basis if I have an, an opening. So I hope that's okay with you that I put you in my I, phone. Of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Again, our missions are aligned, and, and I just, uh, I'm excited. And not only that, there's such a great synergy here today. I knew when when you called me, Rhett, yeah. I said to myself, again, with that whole thing, random dots connecting, yeah. something told me that this was going to be amazing. Wonderful. Because Wonderful. I've gone through interviews and podcasts and everything else, and, you know, some of them are dry and some of that. It's fine because I'm still able to um, inform and inspire, you know, but this is like such an incredible synergy, and I don't take a moment for granted. I, I love it. 
Well, we should actually we should take this show today and have it edited and let this be one of the podcasts. Why not? We're launching the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even the engineer behind the glass said yes. You go ahead. You know what I call uh, what I uh, call uh, one of the titles. If I, you know, I do a podcast or a radio show, it's really funny. I say, "Put the clothes back on your audience," (laughs) 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 because all of the gimmicks we've been taught don't work. And I have an, uh, you know, award-winning approach. That I never got that thing. I it it wouldn't. It doesn't mean anything. So I see everybody in their underwear. What's that supposed to do? Well, because it takes you away from your nervousness. And again, gimmicks. Make you weaker. They let it, uh, yeah. people use gimmicks. All of the experts use these gimmicks because they don't have a methodology that works. So you know, again, it, it's just it, it, it's horrible. They're horrible, and and then and then you think that you really can't do it because the gimmicks make you a weaker speaker. Now, do you have a book out? I am writing a book, and you're going to laugh. What? First, I'm writing this musical, this ninth musical, because every musical I've written, again, is to give kids a voice. So I'm writing musical number nine, and you guys are invited. If we have a virtual reading, um, you guys are invited to it. And, and again, right, you might be in it, so stay tuned. I'd like that. I'd like that. Well, listen, um, we're out of time for today. We've got 40 oh, seconds. No. What's, your, what's your website? Jason, J-A-Y, S is in Sam, E as in Ellen, N is in Nancy, J-A-Y-S. E N communications with an S C O M M U N I C A T I O N S dot com Jason communications dot com. You can also email me. There's a contact me button on there. But if you just want to email me for a complimentary consultation, then do so at info info at win the speech dot com. All right, Jill. I got your number, and we'll be in touch again soon. Amazing. Call me, call me. Have an amazing day, young lady. You too, and all of your listeners. Have an amazing day. And put on an extra scarf. It's cold up there. It's freezing, (laughs) but we all have warm hearts, and that's what matters.